Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, coming at you live from the Upper West Side. I am your host, Michael Dolce, and as always, I am joined by the inimitable, the one of a kind. George. Not, not the titular, though. George of the Jungle. <laughs> Hassan Lord of the Radio Lord Godwin. The, oh, that's, I forgot. I'm so, George of the Jungle on Tuesdays. I'm sorry. I apologize. We have a killer show tonight. We have a returning special guest, Miss Christina Anapal from True Blood. Uh, she is going to be dialing in, talking about her new movie, which I'm going to butcher. The, I, I'm going to butcher it. Q, Q, uh. She said, pronounce it. I know. I know. I'm just gonna, I'm pronounce gonna, it phonetically. I'm just going to butcher it in general because that's just what I do. But she's but as as a Hawaiian, she's very Kuliana. Yes, Kuliana. There and we you go. got it. I you did, did get it right. It. I know. As a Hawaiian native, she's very kind and forgiving. Success, my friend. Unlike my co-host, who uh, <laughs> is neither kind nor no, forgiving. Neither kind nor forgiving. Uh, but we've got a great show. We're going to talk about um, her new movie. Talk about we're going to play uh, name that vampire. Yes, uh, which is going to go. Gonna be pretty cool. It's going to go over very exciting, and um, I don't know about your questions, but uh, wow! Well, like I, I was we'll see what very she, we'll see clever. how she does. It was very clever. <laughs> you were all right. Really, I, every time you say you were clever, we're <laughs> in trouble. I know. <laughs> we are on Amazon Alexa. Go look it up. Go look up Spreaker Podcast Radio Player on Amazon. Enable it to your Alexa device. Then Alexa, open Spreaker. Alexa, open Seekers of the Sire. Um, go follow us on Twitter. It's actually my handle, Michael underscore Dolce. Or you can look up Secrets of the Sire on Twitter. That's also SecretsOfTheSire.com. Instagram, MDolce64. SoundCloud, Secrets of the Sire. iHeartRadio, Secrets of the Sire iTunes, Secrets of the Sire. Sensing a pattern. I know, I know. Uh, and as always, this is a call-in show, 877-480-4120. So we're going to be talking Christina Anapau. We're also uh, going to be diving into a little Infinity War news. Okay. But first, we start with a topic near and dear to everyone's heart. We're talking Star Wars. We're talking Solo. Brand new trailer just came out and immediately filled me with joy because I, I knew what our topic was going to be for today. Um, <laughs> gave you content. Giving a little bit of background. Ideas. Yeah, giving a little bit of background. I actually, I actually was just messaging um, a writer I met at C2E2. I was in C2E2 this weekend for the um, debut of uh, the mainstream, which was pretty cool. Okay. It's in stores. Technically, it was supposed to be in stores today. We found out there was a shipping snafu, so it'll be wow. in stores next week. So go to comic book stores. Go order that. Um, so I was just talking to a writer I met who's also at Zenoscope, uh, Victoria Rao. And apparently, she she's a big Last Jedi fan, you know. And and we know if anybody's fans of our show, we know who um, we know our point of view yeah. on Last Jedi was yeah. not as favorable. Yeah, we don't uh, even need to go into it anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how that's how much they know. Yeah, they are aware exactly. So we didn't like it. Not not because the women were in charge or no. this or that. It just wasn't really a good. Movie. I didn't like it because of all the diversity. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You're yeah. you're you're anti. You're very alt right. Yes, when it comes to that, I'm, I'm extremely. <laughs> yeah. My you're like that. You're male. like you're like the uh, the black white supremacist in, in the Chappelle <laughs> show, who like who's blind and has no idea. Yes, has no. <laughs> uh, so I really don't even have the excuse that he has. because <laughs> I can see. So this I don't is know sarcasm, people. Me. By the way, I don't know if sarcasm really travels really? across the airways. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Refresh you know, half that. our audience is like he's black. <laughs> 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 the audience that doesn't watch we, it, on we the... got visual aids. Yeah, people. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, oh well. 
No, I'm. He super, lost that half of the audience too, by the way. <laughs> I am super duper excited for this trailer, like for this movie now, because, because the, of the trailer, trailer looks. Because you saw the trailer. It looks fun. It looks like it's taking. Uh, you know, Star Wars and mm-hmm. giving us kind of like what Rogue One did, right? Yeah. Rogue One kind of took a little pocket of the Star Wars world, um, gave us some like nostalgic fun, introduced some new characters and at the same time, new planets, you know, and just and was able to kind of play in the sandbox. Whereas Last Jedi, I think both, we can agree among our many gripes of the films of that film, sorry, not films of that film, Ryan Johnson tended to kind of like poop all over the sandbox. Yeah, Whereas, he, he kind of pooped all over Santa. He narrowed the, the the playing field. Also, I mean, it wasn't it was didn't have the scope of even uh, the last uh, the the Force Awakens. You know, yeah, it kind of really just. I mean, since when does any Star Wars all take a place on one ship? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, even the Millennium Falcon had it cut away yeah. to you know various other sequences and, uh, and various other things. So yeah. Um, I think I think one of the things I really liked about uh, Rogue One was that it 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 was finally a venue where you could just play with the toys you already had. Yeah, you know, and it it, it expanded on what we'd already seen a little bit, but it just kind of fleshed it out and made it. It took itself kind of seriously, turned it into a real war movie without all the mysticism mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, which I which I really like about it. But if you know, if I. I my opinion is that the the new people don't do the mysticism very well. So sure. as, as far away well, from that's that a, that's a, okay, as so they stay. Great point, though. This new movie, the solo movie. No, I was about to say. So hopefully this this will be a little more of the same, of the expansion of you know things we've heard about, but sure. we never actually got a chance to see. Um, but. But you but you posted a meme that you won't get fooled, <laughs> won't get fooled again. again. I am I am I have nothing really negative to say about this. I don't know about uh uh, uh what's his name? Emmerich. Uh, I don't know uh if he, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. Cause he's gotta not only convince us that he's Harrison Ford. Right. But he's also got to be his own man, right? Doing the you know so so that we we're not constantly saying this guy's not Harrison Ford, right? You know, right. and so that's gonna be that job is I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to do his job. So as you're talking, um, we actually pulled a great Wired.com story, and it's Solo, a Star Wars story, and the false hope of really great trailers. <laughs> so I think this is a pretty good one. Good day, Rogues. A new solo Star Wars story trailer dropped last night. It looks really incredible. Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian drips swagger, which I think he does, and I think he's going to steal the show, and, and I can't wait. Amelia Clark is in high society Khaleesi mode, minus the dragon <laughs> white hair. There's oh. even a few seconds of Tandy Newton for folks who can't wait for Westworld to come back. <laughs> Chewie's 190 years old, and he looks great. It's easy to have a really good feeling about this love that love the line that that was the line to me in the trailer yeah that made me think this is gonna be a good movie this is gonna be a fun star wars movie i can't wait right right but they they caution but that's yes. what trailers but are then, supposed but to then do the article goes on <laughs> it's their whole job there's a science to it one that nobody knows better than the folks at disney huh. whoever they hire to make the trailers for them it's not a dig it's just the way it is and it doesn't mean the movie will be just as entertaining as the teaser uh, much of the promise shows up in this new solo trailer, the shots of the, of the clean Millennium Falcon speeding through the space, alone seems worth the price of admission, uh, his arched eyebrow, very well done, Glover's everything you heard about me is true, Calrissian, 
will be the movie Scene Stealer. There will also be Han and Chewie banter, which no one has ever objected to ever. But as with all trailers before, if those are the things you want to see, why do you even go see the movie? <laughs> They're all right there. That's ridiculous, though. You, you go to see the movie because um, there's going to be more of it. It's going to expand itself. It's going to, you know, it's going to broaden. It's going to be, it, it's going to be more of the same. And then, of course, many, many things that you didn't expect that you were going to get. Yeah, that's why you go to see the movie. That the question is ridiculous. You think so? Yes. The question. I think the point, though, the question of why I go to see it is ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Either you want to go see it or you don't. You know? But he's talking about the he's talking about the, the trailer itself. Does the trailer itself make you want to go see it? I think the answer is yes. But his point is everything that you're gonna everything he he's cautioning that everything you're gonna love is in that trailer. I mean, I remember Last Jedi trailers, and you were sitting there saying, "Hey, it's ta- it's taking the aesthetics of the prequels. There's something there's something about this. They're expanding worlds. This looks really great." And then we saw it. We're like, "This is garbage. This is absolute garbage." <laughs> So yeah, we are proof. Is, we are proof of concept. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, I still had the appropriate attitude before the Last Jedi. Yeah. Which, hey, doesn't look bad. Yeah. Let's go see it now. I didn't like the Force Awakens, so I was skeptical. Sure. About the Last Jedi, but I did go to see it. I was, I was surprised to find myself excited to see it. I, I saw it. In a double feature. So I went to a movie theater and watched The Force Awakens and then sat there for two hours and waited till they rolled out The Last Jedi. And I was that's, like... That's commitment right I there. I was like, this is bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised because I've never seen a bad Star Wars movie. Now, yes, here we go again with the prequels. The prequels are not great movies, mm-hmm. but they're great stories. And if you, if you're into them, you could get into them. Sure. You could you could enjoy them. You could find nuance in them. The Last Jedi is just not a good film. It's not right. a good story. I don't think that Solo is going to have this problem. However, I, I am wondering what the stakes are. I'm like, okay. I mean, sure, we're going to see him. I mean, the two big things we're going to see is that he's going to meet Lando. Um, or three big things. He's going to win meet, the Millennium Falcon that card game. Yeah, he's going to meet Lando and Chewie, and he's going to win the Falcon. Yeah. And the Falcon's probably going to win the Kessel Run. Yeah. Either at the beginning of the movie, the middle of the movie, or the end of the movie. Yeah. Depending on how they work the story out. That's true. So, okay. Now they got to convince us that the other 95 minutes... Are worth sitting through yeah. to see those little snippets. That's why they got Amelia Clark in there. Who? That's not. <laughs> that's not going to do it for all of us. You know, that's that's not, it's like it's. She's not going to be in it like that. Okay, so it's not going to. It's not going to be that much of a of a draw. So once it once it comes out, it's the replay factor that that always takes Star yeah. Wars over the top. Yeah. Once you've seen it. Is it going to be fun enough and alive enough and, and rich enough and expansive enough for yeah. you to want to keep going to see it over and yeah. over again? Well, Mark Pensavalli, who's on our Facebook feed right now, so if you go to facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, if you're listening to us via podcast, via iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, et cetera, et cetera, you could chime in too, actually. You could always chime in on the video. The video, that's the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, he's worried. He's worried. Gabe Firamasco, who was a, uh, a past guest yeah, of ours. I wonder what Gabe's thoughts are. He thinks it looks effing great. 
I mean, I guess that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, the essence of the trailer, though. And you had a good point off the air, which I want you to talk about real quick. No. Nope. The monetization of... Negativity. St- of negativity. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that the... F- so, so explain what that is, and then we'll go to commercial, and we'll, and we'll expand on, on why I wonder if that's going to be the case. Once a narrative becomes negative towards any movie or anything like mm-hmm. that, all of the other clickbaiters decide, hey, we could get a lot of hits by, by digging right. this thing. And that's what happens. And then everybody with an agenda comes along. And mm-hmm. they say, I want to get my profile up. I want to get my YouTube channel uh, a lot of recognition. It's like you're detailing our marketing plan right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, that's why I know about it, because we were just sitting around how, having support. How dare just, you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so once it is, it's not a phrase that I coined, but they said the negativity becomes monetized. Once you monetize the negativity, you're not going to be able to stop the train from rolling. That was one of the warnings that they gave yeah. for The Last Jedi. It's like, you guys got to get in front of this before the clickbaiters decide it's going to be monetary you know, f- mm-hmm. for us to be able to do this. And the problem with um, uh, Solo is it's already started. You know, because the backlash because of the Last Jedi, it's yeah. already in, and and you know. the and the and the tumultuous behind the scenes where they replaced the director yes. right there. Now, before you go, because yeah. I know we got to go. Yeah. The 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 good thing about it is because of the goodwill that Star Wars has, if it's a great movie, it's not gonna it's it'll change the script uh, overnight, immediately. That was my teaser for the next segment. Sorry. When we come back, <laughs> I lash a son. <laughs> I love the emotional affair. That's awesome. I'm having an emotional affair with you. I have every emotional week. affairs like, all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's this like, is the, I didn't think that was an actual insult to other people, but well, you're not. You're being. not cheating on somebody. Well, if have. you can do that emotionally, I'm cheating on you right now. This is because I'm thinking about someone else. You're thinking about yeah. Peter. Oh, Hi, Peter. Bye. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and streaming live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We're talking solo. Don't forget, coming up a little later in the show, we're going to talk a little Infinity War news. When we go spinning the racks, we've got the lovely Christina Annapel coming up a little later from True Blood. She's going to talk about her new movie. Um, But real quick, I just wanted to uh, give... A shout-out uh, to my mainstream crew. I was in C2E2 this weekend, which is the Comic-Con out in Chicago. Um, Tony Moy was out there with me. Uh, give a great shout-out to the Comic Pros and Cons podcast. They interviewed us, gave us some glowing reviews. We've got a couple other reviews down the line. The book was supposed to be in stores uh, today, but it's actually going to be in next week, thanks to uh, some shipping mishap, but that's okay. Mm. Um, and for anybody who is uninitiated, it is about an interdimensional police force Polices alternate realities, keeps bad guys from other worlds from getting into ours. So I nice. wanted to give a shout out to my crew. It's interesting enough for me to want to read it. But we were talking about <laughs> Solo, and you gave away a great tease. So you gave away our great low, tease. The great low, tease was, low. so to recap, you had this amazing point, right? And you're right. Yes, it's like when, those. well, it happens occasionally. <laughs> when there is a narrative of negativity, basically, right. this movie is bad. Right, because yes. you're like very highbrow when you talk about this stuff. I'm very like I'm down to earth here, right? You're lowbrow. Yeah, I'm low, very lowbrow, very lowbrow. Low 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 low. Low. If a movie is bad, we need to pile on the bad 
Right. And this happens outside of money. movies too, by the way. I mean, this is politics. This yeah, is this religion. Is this is like this is why social media is actually tearing us apart. Yes. Follow us on Agreed. Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, Instagram.com slash sixty four. Um Oof, but, well done. but seriously, that's why it, that's how it works, right? But on the flip side of it, if something is overwhelmingly received, because I was gonna use Black Panther as the example, right? Black Panther is the example of a movie that's just been universally praised and universally received pretty well and you have right. a minority of people but because the narrative is this is a good movie and it was a good movie like i mean yeah. any you know you know out of the 10% that's bs on both sides right, right. the people that are just going to give negative reviews because that's their brand right. and the people that are just going to give positive reviews because that's their brand right. black panther was actually a good movie right? right right but that that movie was universally raved and the uh, not only was the clickbaiters out there Heaping on the praise of the positive, right. so it works in both directions. Got monetized. Anybody, the positivity got the positivity monetized. got not monetized, but anybody who was negative was theoretically seen, and for probably for good cause, no. as alt right, technically racist, technically people that were out to get it. Depends get on it. what the negativity was about, though. You know, can't sure. just call them all. You know, I mean, some people just thought it was like, okay, this is an okay movie. But I don't right. know why we're making. You remember when we worked at uh, uh, Wizard? Yeah. And uh, Wizard Magazine, it was the comic, ma the, the comic book magazine. Comics, yeah, yeah, back in the day. Go ahead. Back in the day. Not too old. We're not that old. And um, old. right after, uh, right after two thousand nine, when Obama got elected, they mm -hmm. just kept on every publication that Wizard had. They just slapped his face on it. Oh yeah, because that just sold a, a, yeah. a, a heck ton. And Spider Man too. They did yeah. a Spider Man comic exactly. with Obama. Obama was he was a superhero at the time. Yeah, he really was. He was, and that, they monetized. They, yes. <laughs> He was all about for well, the money. It works they in monetized reverse. his popularity. It though. works in reverse now. Trump, the negativity toward Trump is monetized. Is monetized. You know, what I mean, like there's, so. there's, there's, so it works. So again, you know, not to get political. This is not what people come here to do. Is talk politics. We're talking movies, but we're making a point that That's whatever the, the overwhelming planet. majority feel is going to happen, uh, or, or or thinks of the piece itself is what sometimes is what's hype sometimes on. and then sometimes it over it overcomes it. Sometimes it, it gets past it. Um, for instance, um, uh, Days of Future. Was it Days of Future Past? Yeah. No one was talking about it. And there was no buzz about that. Everyone was like, this thing is going to crash and burn. It's going to come and go. And no one's going to know. The movie came out. People really enjoyed it. Suddenly the narrative changed all sure. of a sudden. Like, oh, this is, you know, all uh, uh, Fox is back. It's doing some great stuff now. You know, Brian Singer is going to, he's got a plan. He's got a 10-year sure. plan. He's going to sure. push this. None of that was anything that we were listening to just before that movie came out and sure. actually proved it had some kind of legs. Yeah. They were talking about uh, – uh, what's Hugh Jackman's brand new movie, the the greatest show on earth? Sure, they were talking about that. That was a flop. They were saying, "Oh, this, you know, Hugh Jackman just doesn't have star appeal yeah. outside of Wolverine." But that show had stayed so long, yeah. that it 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 started to make uh you know make monetary inroads, and then suddenly everyone's like, "Oh, the little engine that could," they just, <laughs> you know, they just changed the engine, but they just changed. Excuse me, they they changed the story. But I think these stories stay alive mm -hmm. and stay consistent. And stay and stay relevant because people uh, need the content, yeah, so that they can keep making money off of it. So Mark Mark Pensavalli chimed in. Here's why I'm worried. We just saw Harrison Ford 20 minutes ago. Solo played one actor, played by one actor forever. Uh, I'm yes. not against a solo movie. I just feel they should have done a great Obi Wan or Yoda film first, just so we have some distance between Little. Harrison Ford and the new Solo. I agree with that. Yoda's a puppet. Obi Wan had two actors already. Am I making sense or am I crazy? So here's the thing. You're both. 
Well, he could have. We could have gotten away with an Obi Wan movie. We yeah. could have. We could have done a great Obi Wan movie. Yeah. I don't know about a Yoda movie. A Yoda movie is way down the line. You think so? I think. Yeah, because I mean, once. Could let's, you really follow a puppet? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Listen, if you don't like again with the Last Jedi, the, this 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 foolery of of real effects, the the pixel Yoda was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Right. Right, but they're like, "Oh, we want everything to feel nostalgic, like Empire Strikes Back," and the puppet just does not work. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, now, yeah. so and they didn't didn't have the right effects on him. The yeah, whole yeah. the whole nine yards. You can you can definitely do that, but that Disney Star Wars has to be uh, much more nuanced. It has to expand a lot more. Has to get a lot more of goodwill, and then they could pull off a Yoda movie, just like they just like uh, uh, Disney pulled off Guardians of the Galaxy with sure. a raccoon. You know, if you could do that, you could do anything. Yeah. You really can do anything. And Yoda would get a lot of goodwill. Imagine Yoda, he's younger. Um, there was speculation that Yoda used to be seven feet tall he's actually when he Mark was younger. Hamill. He's actually Mark yes, Hamill. Well, it's crazy. Get him to Mark do Hamill's that. like, I'm never going to be doing uh, Star Wars again. Mark, now you want to play Yoda? I'm there. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Any, any and he'll do the work, voice, too. Any chance to work with a puppet. And, yeah, and he'll do the voice, Yeah, too. but supposedly he was seven feet tall and he shrank. He's Andre the Giant? Yes. Can we get him? What about George Muir's son? You're you're off the rack now. Now I'm just you're, yeah, now you're someplace I'm just, else. Now I'm just done. I have no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> I'm being very serious, and naturally you're being a jerk. One of the things, <laughs> so one of the things that you always claim I'm a jerk for is I promote things, and then we don't follow through with them, right? We, yes. We, but but yes. in this case, I want to ask this question though, okay. and I did pose this at the beginning, and I and I kind of pose it now though. Did this trailer save Star Wars? And I mean this really, I really do, because as much as as much as we want to knock no. Last Jedi, right? The numbers speak for themselves. Yes, it made a gazillion dollars. Yeah. But Force Awakens made double that. Yeah. Um, the backlash to it. It made 700, uh, the, the last Jedi made over $700 million. Right, which, which is Awakens. like, hey, that's. That's a substantial yeah, drop. That's yeah. that, you know, so in a way, yeah. I mean, hey, you sit there and go, well, any movie that made that kind of money is not, you know, we don't need to save Star Wars. But you kind of do, right? Well, okay, two kind of pissed off a fan base. I honestly don't think, as much as I dislike Disney Star Wars at the at the moment, I honestly don't think it needs saving. I yeah. think it's I think it's got its legs on its own. That's a b. I don't think this trailer saves Star Wars, but I do think if the movie comes out and it's a hit, that will definitely save it from the narrative. That it's suffering from, yeah. Because what's it, it's, it's amazing, negative press is what it's getting. Like Force Awakens, now. Force Awakens kind of went both ways, right? You you had the diehards who were like, oh, Episode Four again, and then you had the diehards who were like, ah, oh, not the prequels. This is great. Yes, you know. So, yeah. so you you and then and it served it because it did actually um, make all the money, which right. which does mean that people were behind it as opposed to Last Jedi, where you had the diehards who were the ones that put them over the top. You said it yourself, yeah. right? The diehards are the ones. The diehards are the ones that got Black Panther number three all right. of a sudden. You know, you have right. people who are like, I love this movie. This is my movie. This is the movie I've been waiting for. Right. And I'm going to see it over and over I'm going to see it five again. times. Right. And that hive mind, you know, kind of yes. circulates and it yes. works. Um, the hive mind in, in The Last Jedi's case, backlash. But in between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, you had Rogue One. Mm -hmm. That really, for the most part, with the exception of people like maybe Tom Hutchinson, who didn't like it, who's a frequent guest on our show. There's a couple commented. of people who don't like Rogue One and say it ruined Star Wars. But, but for it the wasn't most part, nearly as, no, it, as but, vitriolic. Yeah, I would say it's 90 10, right? right I'd say like a right. 90 10 movie where it's like, wow, Disney really got it. They really made it. Because you sit there going, what was the point of us seeing Rogue One? And then you see it and you're like, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was like, look fun. at that. It was, it was so just, fun. It was great. It was just alive. It really was alive without gimmickry. Without you know, and it did it hit nostalgia 
it did nostalgia correctly. Right. It didn't try to rehash everything you saw so that they could get you the the exact same feelings. It was smart. Yeah. And showed you things that you would you would relate to the original movies with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I have no secret. Rogue One's one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the question, does this, does it, can a trailer save a franchise? No. Uh-huh. No. The movie will save it. Yeah. Now, and the movie won't save it from because Disney's going to keep making them. The, the movie won't save the company. The movie won't save Kathleen uh, Kennedy's job or anything right, like that. Right, None right. of that is in jeopardy. The movie will stop us from talking about how negative Disney is on Star Wars. If it's a great movie. If it's a great movie. If it's not. We always have the trailer. <laughs> when we <laughs> come <Paris>. back, <laughs> the lovely, amazing Christina Anapal from True Blood joining us next. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. There you go. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You'd never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast, because yeah. you don't dream big enough. And because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and, show tonight. and streaming live <laughs> on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Uh, Hassan and I get a little treat. We get a nice returning guest on the show uh, from the HBO uh, hit show, True Blood. Uh, she's got a new movie out, and we are really excited to have uh, Miss Christina Anapau back. Hello, thanks for having me back. So, Christina, you are the um, trophy holder of one of our favorite, we call them drops, where we actually take little clips of the show. Uh, The whole teleportation thing is still one of our favorite things. We've got it clipped down to a science, so it's fantastic. (laughs) It makes us us all seem very, very hilarious, which is good. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, all right, first question I got to ask you, though, is how did you both get, how how were you able to get Sense8, both canceled after appearing on our show and then brought back. Wait, I, I couldn't hear the question. How was I able to get what? How are you able to get the Netflix show Sense8 canceled after oh, appearing Sense8. on our show? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and then, brought back. And then yeah. brought back. I, that's, you know, the power of uh, Morella. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that incredible? I just, I, would, I, I, I love that show so much. Yeah. We were just, I mean, we were laughing because we're, I mean, literally, it's like the week after. It's like, well, Sensei canceled. Yeah. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did they bring it back, though? I didn't even know. Yeah, I think they're getting a, uh, or they got, I'm not sure if, uh, like, some sort of closure. At oh, so Closure like movie season. or something. Not a nice. season. It's not yeah. going to be a season. Oh, yeah, yeah it's not okay. a full season. It's not a full season, but it's, it is something. We'll take yeah. anything. <laughs> we'll take anything at this point. So you have a brand new movie out, um, and this mm-hmm. one, this one just, it, it, you know, you're from Hawaii, so this one is, is set there um, in the early 70s. It's called, I'm going to butcher the name, apologies, mm-hmm. Kulina? 
Kuliana. Kuliana. That's pretty good. I knew I was. I knew I was going to butcher. Yeah. I knew I was going to talk to us about this. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. You just. You just kind of sound it out. Everything's pretty uh, phonetic. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. So everything's great in Hawaii, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, even. Yeah. It's not hosts. like Spanish, where you have to add on an entire <laughs> syllable at the end of you know. <laughs> so talk to right. me about Kuliana. Um, it's it's a feature set in the early seventies. Centers around a Vietnam veteran returning home uh, into Hawaii, but finds that not all is right in the world. Right. It's, you know, it's a time period in Hawaii that I didn't know much about, so mm-hmm. it was definitely an education for me. But yeah, it takes place in the early 70s with some flashbacks into the 50s, okay. which I happen to love the yeah. makeup and wardrobe for. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so a Vietnam vet comes back to find that, you know, its family's land is in danger of being taken away and, and a bunch of other horrible things going on that are representative of what was going on in Hawaii at the time, mm-hmm. which was... Um, sort of the you know the, the takeover of the white man, so to speak, and <laughs> oh and to the detriment of of the Hawaiian culture. The Hawaiian culture was almost extinct. Mm-hmm. The Hawaiian language is almost extinct. Yep. And then right after that time period, there was what was called the Hawaiian Renaissance, which I also didn't know about even after growing up there. My you know wow. my whole life, the Hawaiian Renaissance happened, and that's responsible for the Hawaii that we know today, which is obviously very full of Hawaiian culture and traditions and, and all, all those sorts of things. So I play uh, a character named Rose Coyle, mm-hmm. and she is the abused wife of one of the, the evil white men. <laughs> and and she's, you know, she really has a deep appreciation for the Hawaiian culture. Uh, she has an adopted you know, part Hawaiian daughter, mm-hmm. and, and she, she goes through a lot of, well, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, she goes through a lot of trials and tribulations and all of the characters in their own ways each in their on their respective journeys come to realize that uh this concept of kuleana which Mm -hmm. means spiritual responsibility is really a privilege and not a burden so rose also comes to realize that in her own way on her journey so i've seen a lot of like photography stills and it's it does look Mm -hmm. like there's i mean real i I mean some of the wardrobe you actually mentioned it too um can you talk to give us a little context for some of the the photography that's in the uh in the film that that we've we've been able to see yeah um well our cinematographer dan hersey was just incredible i had never worked with him before and he's he's out of new york actually Mm -hmm. And he flew over for the for the shoot. He had worked with the one of the producers before on some of his other projects, and he just every single frame is yeah. just a, a work of art. And he did such a incredible job at um, you know bridging those time periods. You can really see the difference between yeah. the '70s and, and the '50s, and and that's something that could have been a little bit confusing. You know, sometimes when people try to do that in movies, it gets a little bit confusing jumping back and forth. But I think, the, the, you know, the way he shot it really helps the audience follow along. And, yeah, just incredible, yeah. incredible cinematography and incredible. Um, Beth Ann, our wardrobe woman, was phenomenal. I mean, she's also from New York. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And, Besides that, it was a really pretty much Hawaii crew. I, I'm not, I don't mean to be singling out the people from New York, but it's appropriate because you guys are in New York. So, <laughs> this um, is correct. You got to get a good incredible. visual actually, guy, though, for it, Hawaii. She, she, yeah. 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 yeah, I would she think you know, those vistas are, are amazing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the film is deeply related to Hawaii, and that is your home turf. Mm-hmm. Is that how yeah. you were brought onto the picture? Like, how did, you get, how did you get kind of brought into this, and what was it like, you know, going home? 
Yeah, I met Brian Cohn, the writer, director, producer, back in 2011 at mm-hmm. the Big Island Film Festival. Okay. Uh, his first feature film was winning the Grand Jury Prize there, and I was getting an achievement award there, kind of just like a general acting achievement award. Sure. So we were sort of in the same cocktail parties in the same circles, and and uh, he we kept in touch, and he asked if he could send me the script that he had been working on, by the way, it, it's like the last 12 years oh, wow. from now, you know, so at that point, you know, for a good number of years, even back then, and I said, of course, and, I, you know, I read it, and I knew I had to be a part of it. It was such a beautiful story. It, of course, it has gone through so many evolutions since sure. 2011. Every time he'd send a script to me, it was, I thought, there's no way this can get any better <laughs> than the last one that I read, but every single time it would and the the one that we ended up shooting with the script that we ended up shooting with was just absolutely stunning in every way very cool um you uh what what's the process for getting a film like this into theaters too because it's kind of a an under the radar film but now it's kind of getting out there and and shown mm-hmm. i mean is it you know who's it up to to do that i mean is it up to the production company the actors like i mean who who kind of who kind of rallies to get these to get this shown into into theaters well, it's definitely not up to the actors. If that yeah. was who was left up to the actors, I don't know if any film would ever see <laughs> theater. But it's you know it's the, it's the producers usually, and I have to say in this instance, um, you know, but Brian again has just been the powerhouse behind it. Uh, you know, sometimes you can get a, a film. Uh, most people get film distribution companies, and and those companies help place the film in theaters, and also get you know foreign sales and, and get different territories sold mm-hmm. around the around the world, and that helps filmmakers recoup their money. Um, but there's so many complexities and we, you know, we went through with this film, some complexities already with sure. a, a sales agency and Brian ended up sort of just taking the power back and doing everything himself. I have no idea. You'd have to talk to him. I have no idea how he's done it, but he's done these deals directly with these theater chains, uh, that are now expanding to the continental U S. So because of the success of op- the, the first two opening week, the opening weekend and the second weekend, were sold out all across Hawaii. Yeah, uh, the theater the theater chains here on the mainland um, are interested in wanting to take a take a chance with it. It actually came in the opening weekend. I think uh, the first movie, the the you know highest performing movie in a certain theater on, in Honolulu was the new Steven Spielberg movie. Yep. <laughs> and then Kuleana was the second highest. Oh wow! So nice. that's pretty. It was a, that was a, a pretty wonderful piece of news to receive. Well, that's fantastic, and that's you know the reason I kind of asked that question is because you're also in in addition to being a terrific actress, you are also a producer. You produce the John Kerwin mm-hmm. Kids Show on Netflix. Uh, you know what hat do you enjoy wearing, and do you sometimes now do you find yourself kind of you know contributing in in different ways? Like even if you're brought in as an actress, I mean, is your producer hat always on? Is there is there you know wh- which one do you prefer, and 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 how do the, how do you kind of manage the two? Yeah, it definitely always. I think it, I think it's always been on much to the dismay of a lot of the producers and wardrobe people and makeup artists (laughs) of things that I've just been an actress on because I've always wanted to not take control so much, but I had ideas and ways that I thought things could be better and I always voiced them. And it's that, that element of uh, part of me is much better suited to producing than to acting for sure. And actually with Kuleana, I was executive producer on, on the movie. So, um, you know, as far as being involved creatively, since I, I, I wasn't involved that much in the nuts and bolts of production. Mm-hmm. So I was focused on the acting side, but the creative part before and some of the strategy after, uh, for sure. Yeah, I I definitely prefer producing now to acting. I wow. still love acting, and I'm probably better as an actress than mm-hmm. I've ever been, as far as craft <laughs> goes. <laughs> but 
maybe because I am kind of detached from it. Yeah. But I love producing. I love, you know, just the, 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 every step of, of the process, development, coming up with ideas and seeing them brought into fruition. And I mean, some of it can be a little bit uh difficult and there, there's a lot of drudgery involved especially after you've created this great project yeah <laughs> to make to make sure it sees the light of day and goes where it needs to go and, and all of that but it's really rewarding and I, I don't find myself as bored as I used to be I used to be bored a lot always yeah. you know sitting in my trailer bored and, you know, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm never bored there's not enough hours in the day now speaking of not being bored you're headed to cons in a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, what's going on yeah. over there that you're that you're making it out there for well, I just I love the south of France, so it's, it's a good excuse to go. Yeah. I, you know, obviously I'll be talking about Kuliana. There's a, a lot of heat behind that right now, and I'll try to hook Brian up with some some foreign distributors and and, and foreign salespeople over there. But um, I'll talk about the show. I just it's such a it's so fun because almost everyone I know from LA is over yeah is over there on the French Riviera, and and I can sort of have my I got a place a little bit outside of Cannes so mm-hmm. I can you know have a nice sort of French Riviera experience but also drive in and <laughs> see everybody and have fun and go to parties and you know it's just, it's, I think it's one of the most fun film festivals around but and Hassan gets that for a more beautiful location yeah Hassan so gets that London on the East as well River. and Paris and you know just do do a little bit of Europe Europe time much needed Europe time much yeah Hassan gets that that French Riviera vibe from the East River it's, it's really yes, good he's he, yes. you know, he lives in the Bronx <laughs> so he gets that yeah he gets that overview yes it's very much uh, it's, it's very extravagant you, so you are <laughs> you are recognized uh, widely from your role on True Blood and even though uh, the show has has you know kind of run its course in terms of uh, seasons it's still much beloved and it's much I mean it's based on the books uh, do you ever get tired of the of the of the love you get from True Blood no, I, I don't get tired of it. I, I don't feel like I, maybe I'm just not in those circles as much anymore, like mm-hmm. in the fantasy sci-fi circle, but um, I would love to talk about it more and, and reminisce more. I, I, I miss True Blood. It's one of my favorite projects that I ever had the pleasure of working on, and, and I wish it had never been canceled, and yeah. I wish we were still filming. Yeah. You know? so. Okay, so in that spirit... We're going to play a little game here, and it's called okay. Name That Vampire. Now, All right. these are vampires from movies. These are vampires from TV, technically books as well, too. Um, but we're going, to, we're going to keep them. We're going to, you'll be in good shape. You'll be in good shape. I feel like this will be good. Okay. Or it'll be a disaster, okay. and it'll make for a drop. <laughs> yes. And we'll just replay it over and over and over again. So no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. All right. I won't cheat. I'm in front of my computer right uh, now, but I promise I, I won't do it. I will, I will don't not. Don't make promises. Yeah, don't don't make, promise. make promises. I would here. cheat. Don't make promises. I would totally cheat if I were you. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Name that vampire number one. We're going to start with a, with a softball. Likes. Okay. Coffins. Oh. Transylvanian soil. Dislikes. Mm-hmm. Stakes to the heart. Anyone named Van Helsing. And isn't that every every vampire? <laughs> yeah, but it would be like I, the original I vampire. Who is the original vampire who likes Transylvanian soil? Bella Lugosi. 
Wow, you're even deeper than me. Actually, I was just hoping for Dracula. You're, you're like you're thinking. Oh, yeah, you're thinking okay. way yeah, she's, too much. She's, she's still like, got the artist, the the, the, the actor's hat on. She's, she's thinking behind the scenes. I'm like, here's a softball. <laughs> yeah. like the most famous vampire possible. I thought we were. I thought I had to be very. No, okay. you, no. no, we are not very intelligent on no, this we're show. Not deep. And very okay. we're not deep. This at is all. this is surface level. Boy, you were making this way too classy. Yeah. Like you just classed up. Now the we gotta we gotta step up those questions. Holy, now. well the next one's not cl- the next. It goes downhill from no, here. That was the, that was right. the high end. <laughs> All right, this one, this one's a little pop culture. Let's see, let's see how we do here. He likes okay. brooding. It's a he. He likes brooding, okay. playing piano, and someone named Bella. Dislikes icky fan fiction. Oh boy, <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> He is that a one? vampire. He is a vampire. But no, no. The answer is Edward from the Twilight, uh, the Twilight Saga. Oh, I wasn't even. I was, I'm so stuck you're, on Dracula. You're so like okay, higher I'm class. Remember, my think, mind a little bit. think lowbrow. Hey, we are boy. not. We are not. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you got to come down a couple yeah. of steps to uh, <laughs> to have this conversation with us. All right, let's let's try let's try this one. This one's a pop culture one too. This is all we do is pop culture. So uh, okay, this is a okay. duo. This is a duo from a famous movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Likes are Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie, and Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes. Dislikes Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie, and Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes. Hassan, you want to help? Wow, her? I don't even know that one. I, I know it's Tom Cruise <laughs> and, and Brad Pitt. That is I correct. Don't know the, the, the movie, I can't remember. It's it, uh, Interview with the Vampire. There we go. Let's stop. Yeah. And Lewis. <laughs> All right, here's that's, here's that's a, a really that's personal though. This you is got, you, good, though. you took this him down on a personal good. level though. Well, they both yeah no you I dragged him down. Well, you really, I, I said I felt very clever putting this together. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was some clever until right now. <laughs> well, until just now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, last one. This one's this one's uh, this one's a layup for you. Likes okay. Alan Ball, gratuitous nudity and blood in their hair. Dislikes Suki. It's a duo. <laughs> oh, dis- Oh, it's a duo. Well, it's definitely, uh, gosh, I can't remember their character's name. Uh, you know, Alexander and yeah, Steven. You are correct. <laughs> Eric and Pam, you are correct. Woo! You see how she went for the actor again? Uh, no, I know. She, she, went, right so via, she went right classier. past the veneer. She's so classier went. than the yeah. show. Why are you even on the show? How did, how did we even get yeah, here? Yeah, I don't even know. I have no idea. <laughs> Christina, as always, you have made oh. us better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we appreciate that it. That was fun. That was, I was, that was really impressive. <laughs> I felt like you guys were thinking in much wider, broader terms than I was thinking, honestly. <laughs> we try. We try. Yeah. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you online and tell everyone about the movie one more time. All right. It's Kuliana. And if you just Google it, it'll come up. And it, HawaiiCinema.com mm-hmm. is the website that lists all the different theaters and cities and all of that. The descendants, and, and that's on all the different social media platforms. If you Very just type cool. in Kuliana, and then my social media across all platforms is at Christina Autopow. Very cool, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you. And uh, let us know how uh, cans you. go, and uh, if you got any more things coming up. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll try to we'll class be. ourselves up for the next yeah. time you come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll step those questions. <laughs> I'll up. step it up a little. I'll try to. I'll try to do something vampire related next. Wouldn't Ooh. that be nice? I just bring bring everything full circle. Full circle. Yeah, full perfect. circle. Yeah, yeah. Thank you right, so thank you guys. much. Thanks for having me. When we come back, spinning the racks. 
I used to work for one of these news websites. I mean, you would basically scour news, find what was just the news about that news. Don't most of them just steal news from other sites? Oh, well, you're not stealing. You're quoting. It's much different. Oh, okay. Much different. All right. I'm going to quote your car after we leave <laughs> this evening. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank Christina Anapau once again for coming on. Go check out her film uh, if it's showing in theaters. Um, Tom Martin chimed in with a really good question about Gather Films, the distributor. People can arrange for a screening of the film in their own community. Um, so go hit her up on social media. Find out how you can do that. It'd be fantastic. And we want to thank Tom Martin from Tom Martin Media. The one that connected Christina with us uh, to begin with. So he's the reason she's on. Yeah, I'm, I'm setting you up for reasons. Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was very good. So we loved having her on. Um, I think Hassan and I did a fantastic job. Uh, uh, <laughs> mostly me, but no, yes. Those questions were... That's uh, not bad, right? I I'll felt, admit it. I felt pretty clever. The Jennifer One of them stumped one. the heck out of me, so... So I ran that by my well wife, done. actually, today to see really? if it made sense. A, and she's also a big Twilight fan, so I needed to find a question out. So I was like, <laughs> I was like we're, we're doing like, we're like patterning it like long walks on the beach versus like likes and dislikes as if they're on a, a, like a dating site. Right, right. And uh, so she helped me out with that. But she got the interview with the vampire one, like boom. Really? But the thing is, you know, so did I Christina. She got it too. Um, but remembering Lestat and, you know, I couldn't even tell you the other guy's name. See, it's Brad Pitt and Tom way. Cruise, though, which I thought was pretty good. I could have done that. You know, there's some good stuff. Consult there. with me next time we do these things. A little behind the curtain for everybody. Obviously, when we do things like this, we go extra. You know, yes. we, so there was Blade. We never got to Blade. No. And that was one of my favorite ones. But I knew she wasn't going to get it because <laughs> this is very like this is very isolated. Maybe she would have. Maybe she would have. That's a little geek discrimination. It right was. There. It was. I said likes Marvel Comics and the movie Major League, dislikes going to prison for tax evasion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which could be anybody who goes to prison for tax Well, evasion. I mean, you know, yeah. dislikes Although Tommy we... Lee Jones for half a movie, but then likes him at the end. Right. What other Wesley Snipes? Like Spike Lee? No, was Snipes? No. In? Snipes wasn't in that. No. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. We what, do this every Tommy week. What Tommy Lee movie was Wesley Snipes in? What's that? What Tommy Lee movie was Wesley Snipes in? Oh, that was, um... Fugitive yeah, The Fugitive 2. Oh! What, what was it called, though? Um, U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. Holy, holy. Redemption. Redemption. Holy crap. Wow, that was an obscure one. All right. That's so, got Robert Downey Jr. That's pre-Iron Man yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. All right. No, not really that good at all. We are psyched to, to, to we're going to, the next, like, three weeks are going to be all about this little quiet movie. Little tiny movie. Called uh, Avengers Infinity War. Never heard of it. I know. So I, I, I feel like it's got a shot. It's got a shot to be pretty big. You think big. so? You think, think it's it, going gonna to take it? I think it might, it might do pretty well. Now, does it beat Black Panther? Well, I don't know if it beats Black Panther, but I do know we Could are, be. we are patterning our entire Spinning the Rack segment around Infinity War. Will it be Black Panther? I don't know. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> but fans need to be prepared for heartbreak. How could it not be Black Panther? Yeah, I think it will, actually. Yeah. The question is, will it beat the original Avengers? 
I hope so. I know. Well, you're not a big fan of that one. I love that one. Oh, you do? I didn't like the second one. Oh, yeah. Well, no, oh, yeah. We, did, we talked about that with Pat. Yeah. Chan. Which, by the way, I got to tell you, our March Madness, our final four, really picked up steam. Like, people were really, like, yeah, the, the day of it. the final. They were I, into it. People were getting into it. No, I, I, I'm not a fan of Joss Whedon, but I loved the, yeah. the first Avengers. Yeah. I think that I, I saw that movie in the, in the theater maybe six times. And I don't see anything six times. Even well, when not I anymore. Own it. Not anymore. No. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War. This is coming from Screen Rant. Co-director Joe Russo forewarned Marvel fans to come watch the film emotionally prepared. Oh boy! As the most anticipated blockbuster of the year slowly nears its debut, the cast and crew of the film have begun their global press tour. Screenings, however, only include some sequences uh, from the first act, with people only getting to see the full film for the first time during its Los Angeles premiere on the 23rd to prevent any spoilers. Good. Speaking with Metro UK during the recently held red carpet, uh, Joe reiterated on why Thanos isn't your typical one-dimensional villain from Marvel past Marvel movies. This is it. Thanos is an unstoppable villain. He's virtually invincible. He's highly intelligent, genius-level intelligent. He's like the Genghis Khan of the universe, and to stop him, it's going to cost them a lot. That's got to be like the biggest thing, right? It's like who's going to die? Yeah. They've, it's all over the place. It's all over the place who's going to die. I'm, I'm actually sick of hearing about who's going to die. I would like to hear something else about it other than who do you think is going to die? Because, of course, there's going to be dead people. Yeah. It's, it, it would not be a decent movie if someone didn't die. So from Atomic Geekdom, the major questions. Who's going to die? Yeah, that's actually the first one. <laughs> Who's going to die? Who's Probably the biggest die? question of the whole film. Mm, Both yeah. the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige um, have said there will be deaths in this film, and for the time being, they will be permanent. Here's a short list. And for the time being, they'll be permanent. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Can we just kind of immortalize that sentence, please? For the this time being, quoted. it'll be permanent. This was quoted from Atomic Geekdom, not from Kevin Feige. Doesn't matter. And for the time being, it will be permanent. Oh, he didn't. That's not a quote. He didn't say that personally. No. So that's just bad writing. No, no. They did. It, they put in parentheses, so it was good. Uh, They're speculating Nebula. Obviously, we'll probably see a confrontation between Nebula and Gamora well, as they face actually, Thanos. We can actually like try to speculate who's gonna die. Would, uh, aren't these like potential spoilers if it if it does turn out that way? Well, no, because you could literally name every single character and say why they should die yeah, and why but, they I mean, won't if we, die. If we get in and depth, then and... we could do a draft based on these characters, oh, and we Lord. could and we could bring on guests. And we could all pick a team of people, and you have to you have to draft these players, and you have to and whatever team has the most characters that survive wins. I think we just mapped out the next three weeks of Secrets of the Sire. Yes, that's a win. It's a win. We won't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll gonna, get fooled again. Put your, I'm going to put your picture back. Like, that's it. That's it. So they speculate that everybody dies. In the comics, Thanos does get all the stones and kills the Avengers. A small faction, including Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock, and Nebula, risk life and limb to retrieve the gauntlet and bring everyone back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that just kind of gave it away. No, but they don't have Silver Surfer in this. So, like, they can't throw Silver Surfer in there. They threw Spider-Man in at the last minute. Oh, by the way, we have license to use Spider-Man. So, hey, look, and he's in this movie. How? It's almost like we knew he was going to be in this movie. Who's Peter Dinklage playing? He's in this. Another question has been plaguing the internet. He's trapped. 
<laughs> he's Larry Trask. Yeah. What if it's like, what if, like, what if this movie, what if they did like some massive like, like re-edits like, yeah. and all of a sudden they're like, there's a like crossover a and there's yeah. Wolverines. All of a sudden like, Wolverines there and like, you're like, what the? And I'd be like, this is the greatest thing I've <laughs> ever like, seen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is the greatest. Oh, no, um, I don't, I don't actually know who Peter Dinklage is going to be. All right. This guy thinks it's going to be Pip the Troll. All right. Well. All right. Coming Great. up next week, we this, are this we are going to begin. The guy our, who thought it was going to be Pip the Troll didn't even get a name mentioned. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's this article. <laughs> Tom Geekton, go check him out. Uh, I want to thank our guest Christina Anapau. I want to guess. Uh, I want to awesome thank Tom guess. Martin for connecting us uh, as always. Uh, I want to thank all of our uh, loyal followers and fans who check us out. Please go support us on uh, iTunes. Write reviews. Uh, it really helps us out. Next week, our Avengers Infinity War countdown begins.